Hello and welcome to Tully Travels Podcast. Hello everyone and you're very welcome to this episode. Um, this is going to be one mainly of just me talking about my rest days that I've had in Chicago. Um, it's kind of lasted slightly longer than I anticipated but I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled with how my week has gone. So uh, just to take you back, I arrived, um, I can't think of the date now off the top of my head, but I arrived in Chicago on a Monday evening and thankfully I had a place lined up to stay. Um, my cousin's friend, his name is Andrew, whom I met many, many years ago in London um, and through my cousin's help sort of lined it up. Um, I was able to stay with Andrew, his husband Todd, and their son Jasper, uh, in South Chicago, uh, just around the, where the Science Museum is. For people who are wondering, it was, was around there. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, obviously seeing Andrew, lovely, lovely fella. Uh, his husband Todd, very, very nice man, and their son Jasper, great young fella, he's about three, and just seeing the dynamic of how things work for them and, you know, what their life is about and work, and it was really, really good. Um, I was able to catch up with a lot of sleep and then just unwind by myself, like, during the day, because they'd be out at work. And, um, yeah, just kind of gather me thoughts and just, they're on a 24th floor of a, a building and, looking down on the view of the the world going on down below it was it was really nice um ended up meeting some of their friends and having dinner together and some drinks and um it was really good it was a really great start to my time in chicago obviously then um, i had a lot of family in chicago so i met up with my cousin one guy called matthew tully great fella um he works with his father, Tom Tully. Um, in a later episode in the pod, I did an interview with them, and that will be shared. I also done one with Todd, and that interview will be shared at the end of this episode. And a few more lined up as well. So, um, obviously, meet my cousin is always a good day. You know, um, they're also welcoming and, you know, amazed at what I'm doing and telling how proud telling me how proud they are of me and I was great, you know, getting that sort of a um, ego boost, I suppose, for choice of a better word. So um, I was able to be put up in a hotel one night in the city just to get the experience of downtown Chicago and what it's like to stay in a hotel and, you know, all the stops were pulled out and uh, it's something I, I'm not sure I'll ever do again, but I'm very thankful for that sort of opportunity. Um, on my days off as well uh, I met other people as well I was in and around the city just um, getting the train in and walking around and doing a bit of sightseeing and exploring and everything it was it was nice to come back after being here 14 years where I knew the city nearly inside out because I'd been in and around it you know, most weekends or most days so seeing how things have changed and everything like that um, but yeah city wise great city you know, having the river on it, these amazing buildings, and, you know, I uh, had a drink in the London house, 
which is like a high-rise building right bang in the city and just has a rooftop. It's, it's something special to go there at night and you see all the skyscrapers around it all lit up. It was really, really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, two or three days in Chicago and then that was it. Uh, went and I met uh, a local man from where I'm from at home. His name is John Cronley. Very, very good to me when I was over here in 2008. Had a wonderful evening with him and there was three of his sons in the house and his wife, uh, Geraldine. I think I was there three, four hours and all I did, all we did was laugh the whole time and swap stories and just kind of had the crack. It was, I was fantastic, you know, and had a lovely dinner uh, from them and... I just kept you up like it's, even though I haven't been here, obviously in 14 years, it, like most conversations and people I met, it was like picking up where I last left off with them, like didn't feel like I was away or hadn't seen them in that long, but um, that was brilliant. So um, got into, so that was, I landed on Monday. This brings me up now to about Friday. So, um, then I came to like North West Chicago to a place called Lincoln Square and stayed with a man and a woman by the name of Pat and Sinead Gallagher. These two people were like parents to me when I was out here in 2008 and 2009. You know, genuine, honest, good, salt of the earth people. If anyone has ever came to Chicago, and, you know, you've been involved with the football. I'm sure you'll know them. But for anyone that hasn't, uh, I'd love anyone listening to, you know, reach out and maybe contact these people because they're, they're great people to know and just to be around. Um, met their two sons, Harry and Sean, two great young fellas, very polite, big into sports. Just, you know, it's great to see, like, you know, they're picking up all the... The good and bad things, I suppose, uh, from their parents, um, you know, their mannerisms and everything. It's it's lovely to see. So, um, chilled out here, obviously, with them on the Friday and the Saturday, and a bit of the Sunday. Um, then there was the. It became like a stopping point for other people to come and say hello and to catch up with me. So, Patrick's brother Martin, he landed and then. He's from Clare. And then a, a Mio guy called David Sheridan, who was involved with the McBride's football team um, back then the years as well. He came over and said hello. And then uh, another man from Joe McCady, uh, Stephen Ronan. He's a big business and company out here with his brothers. And yeah, uh, now some of these people didn't remember me because obviously I've changed a lot in the 14 years. Um, I'm not baby faced anymore, so um, we've all got a bit in older looking. But um, I was a wonderful, just you know, catching up with all these people and even meeting some of their friends and everything. Then on Saturday, I was in the city again, and I went to an Irish bar called Fados, and I met some cousins that I'd never met before. Uh, they're from North Chicago, so that was really nice. I had like maybe an hour and a half, two hours just chatting and catching up and on about different cousins and everything. So it was, 
nice to squeeze that in and then Saturday night uh, uh, there was a bit of a get together in Pat and Sinead's house maybe like I think 8 to 10 people turned up um, the man from Galway who was heavily involved with the McBrides when I was over them years ago Mick McGauley he's from Uchtarard great to see him an awfully man Richie Byrne and his wife Bernie um, Sinead's cousin Claire and their friends Caroline and Charlotte um, and just all just sitting around having a drink having the crack telling jokes swapping stories it's yeah felt like I had never left um, so I was really really thankful like that all these people like you know took time out of their their life and their weekend and you know to come and say hello to me and you know but Really, really meant a lot, like. But um, then got to Sunday, and then I actually went and I watched uh, my very first hockey game with uh, Sinead and her son, Sean. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, there's music playing and all the people watching, like the parents and other people, like fans if you like uh, watching the game getting really into it and chanting and roaring and shouting it's a it's a good vibe and then if you score a goal you know the, in my blast a bit of a song for a couple of seconds it's it's good or crack um and then kind of obviously ran out of time because um days days are gone now but uh i was really happy i got to meet uh, one more man Swinford man and actually a guy from my same parish back home in Ireland from Calasser Tom Horkin he uh, invited me up to his house uh, cooked a lovely dinner Sunday dinner um, for me obviously his wife his, his two sons and these two other ladies that are a big help to him and his wife since they've moved out so um, that was really great to see him and he'd be a fella I wouldn't see too often but um, we chat any time, like we're both at home and whatnot. So nice to catch up somewhere else and you know to see how his life is going for him and for his family and yeah, it's really really good. But um, it's going to be very very difficult to get on the bike. Um, you know, after obviously been off it for a week, you know the body is relaxed and after you know meeting all these people and. My social clock obviously has been overloaded the last week. I'm going from like, you know, 14 or 15 days on the bike and nearly seeing or talking to no one really, you know, only in the evening and then like talking to loads like in the week I was here and there's plenty of people as well I, I didn't get to see, which I'm sad about, but you know, some things just don't work out and, you know, we'll, we'll probably catch up again or I'll be back another day with the help of God. But, um, yeah, um, the next two to three weeks now of the journey are going to be a bit different. Obviously, I'm going to be going slightly south of Chicago, so um, the, the landscape probably more the same. You know, countryside, very flat as well, which is good, but uh, the weather is likely to change. Uh, I'm presuming I'm going to get a drop of rain. Uh, I'll be getting a bit of sunshine. But also I'll be getting possibly a lot more headwinds. So as well as being easy, it's going to be hard in a different way as well. 
So um, it's kind of all ahead of me, and if I I know if I can get through through this next leg of the journey and get to Denver, Colorado, you know that's that's the next sort of place I'm chasing. So I can have a few days there to reassess again, and maybe not wait as long as I did there in Chicago, but um, that's that's the next place I'm chasing down. Get there as quick as I can. Hopefully, I get there in less than three weeks. That's the target. Uh, do a couple of you know big mileage days, very little days off in between here and there. Maybe three, you know, do seven eight days on the trot, day off. Seven or eight days on the trot, day off, and just try and tear up as much ground now as I can, and um, get over the halfway point, you know, of the journey and through America and. Um, yeah, I just need to watch my time as well, obviously, because um, the clock is ticking. I'm almost a month already in America, and with my visa status, I've only 90 days, so I'm not a third th- through the journey yet, but uh, I'm nearly a third of the journey through my time. So, um, yeah, I just need to up the ante a bit and no dilly-dallying, as they say. But um, looking forward at the same time, yeah, getting back on the road and back into a bit of a routine and, you know, trying to think and watch me maps and, you know, be on the ball again and, you know, problem solving and seeing new places and exploring places and meeting strangers and the warm showers again. And yes, you know, there's a lot, a lot to look forward to. But um, that was it. Really and truly, Chicago was a, a lot about rest, a lot about meeting people that I haven't seen in years and just picking up where I left off. But um, I think <laughs> saying this to a few people, I'm going to be more tired going on the bike tomorrow than I was in the first 15 days of cycling. Um you know, just chatting to people and late nights and, yeah, just, it'll be hard, but a day or two, you know, get back into the swing of it again, it should be, should be fine. But uh, that's all for me. Uh, Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the crack. And here is a a little interview I done with Todd Connor, whom I stayed with in South Chicago. And just yeah, had a great time. Really great guy. He has his own um company called Bunker Labs, which um he talks about and just about growing up in Chicago and he was in the Navy and his favourite place in America is San Diego. Um so yeah. Hope you enjoyed that too. Hello and welcome everyone back to another episode of Tully Travels. I'm joined by another guest here today, Todd Connor from the North Suburbs. You're very welcome to the pod. Thank you, buddy. It's great to be with you, James, and love uh, the chance to spend time on your uh, journey across America. Well, thank you. And, you know, thank you for opening up your home and hosting me. It's, it's been a great few days and uh, I really enjoyed it. And I hope someday I can return the favor i'd love to come out to mayo and spend time in ireland my dad's got some irish blood in me i've got an irish name so i need to get out to ireland and see what it's all about you sure do you sure (laughs) do uh i suppose we'll start first off todd uh how are you today 
I'm good. Yeah. Really good. It's a beautiful day in Chicago. You know, Chicago gets very extreme weather. We have some of the coldest winters and some of the hottest summers. Um, but today, um, May 11th, it's a beautiful day out and spring is here. So I'm excited. It sure is. The heat is on the way. <laughs> um, do you mind maybe telling people who are listening where exactly we're, we're situated at the moment in Chicago? Sure. Yeah, we are um, on the south side of Chicago in Hyde Park. Uh, Hyde Park is um, about 20 minutes from the downtown district where you think about uh, all the skyscrapers and the iconic uh, architecture that really defines Chicago. Um, so we're here on the south side um, and overlooking, we're on the 24th floor of a building overlooking the Obama Presidential Center that's being built right now. Um, as the presidential center for, for President Obama and Mrs. Obama. And they lived in Hyde Park, just a few blocks west of here. So they lived here when he was a professor at the University of Chicago Law School. And she had a big job working also for the university. And so they really have deep roots in this community um, uh, in here in Hyde Park. And so that's part of the story of, of us being here. And it's also um, right on the lake. Lake Michigan is the largest freshwater body in, uh, in the world. And um, people don't think of Chicago as being a beach community, but it really is. We've got these huge white sandy beaches. And in the summer, um, people go out on boats. We have the largest, uh, second largest marina system in the United States after Fort Lauderdale. So people don't really think of Chicago as being a beach community and having, um, uh, a, a, you know, a boating uh, community, but all that is here in Chicago. And uh, in here in the South Side, you've got great museums, you've got the University of Chicago, you've got the Obama Presidential Center coming in. So a lot of reasons to love Chicago. Brilliant. And your transport system, it's on your doorstep as well. We got the trains going by. When we looked at this apartment, um, our three-year-old saw the trains going by and he was mesmerized by that. So yeah, that's, that's, that's part of the hook here. <laughs> he, he calls the shots. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's in charge. Um, so I suppose maybe, do you mind telling us a little bit about, um, you know, growing up in Chicago right up to, to present day? Yeah. How was it like? Yeah, growing up in Chicago is great. You know, it's a Midwest city kind of uh, considered a, a working, you know, a hardworking community or, um, you know, different from the East Coast, the West Coast. Um, so I love growing up in the Midwest. My parents are from the Midwest. They went to college here, got married. Uh, I went to the same university that they went to, Northwestern University here in the, in, just outside Chicago. And, uh, you know, the weekends as a family living in the suburbs were you know, barbecues and board games and playing out in the backyard. And every, uh, most Sundays, my dad would take me uh, downtown when I was a certain age. But like for a lot of my youth, on Sundays, my dad would take me to uh, something in the city. So we'd go to a Cubs game or we'd go to a museum or we'd go to, uh, you know, some cultural institution that we hadn't been to. So I, I really grew up exploring Chicago with my dad and seeing what was going on here. And uh, after college, I was in the Navy. I joined the military, served in the United States Navy, was stationed in San Diego, uh, was overseas in, uh, off the coast of Iraq and Afghanistan, or Iraq for, uh, for a number of years, um, and then came back and got out of the Navy and then came back to, to school here at the University of Chicago. So my life has kind of taken me away from Chicago and then brought me back to Chicago. Um, and it's kind of full circle because I'm uh, teaching some classes at the University of Chicago, uh, living here in Hyde Park, uh, splitting time between here and Indiana. And uh, yeah, life is good. Chicago continues to kind of call me back. 
Oh yeah, can't can't let it go. Um, just there on the University of Chicago. I know we're based on the south side, but um, the the campus runs for miles, like from the city out to the south. It's they have a big kind of footprint. The city has a big footprint. The hospital system has a big footprint. Um, it's uh, what what you call an anchor institution in a community like this. So a lot of the economic development that swirls around Hyde Park is driven by uh, the university. Uh, and will also be driven by the Obama Center. That'll be another anchor institution. You know, one of these things that just won't go anywhere, right? Yeah. So this is a university that was uh, endowed um, by uh, John Rockefeller, um, uh, industrialist uh, back in the, I don't want to get the dates wrong, but I want to say the late 1800s, uh, early 1900s. So uh, yeah, it's a big institution. It's an enduring institution. It's it's a it's a great academic place. Uh, the students are incredibly bright. And so um, the chance to go back and teach a couple of classes is, is really fun for me because I've spent, you know, the last 15 years as, a, as an entrepreneur starting a, a couple of different businesses um, and organizations that um, help people uh, start businesses. So that's kind of been my work, uh, a lot of it in the military community, veteran community, uh, what we call here in the United States, military veterans. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's all here around the University of Chicago. It's a great institution. Sure is. And then you just spoke about it there. Um, actually, your work, your teaching, and the, the the work you do with other things. You you must have came across and sort of had some impact on a lot of people's lives. Well, I got when I got the Navy and I came back and I went to uh, business school. I really felt a desire to, to become start a business and really because I wanted more freedom in my life and I wanted to you know, be, try different things. And so when I did that, um, I started talking to other military veterans, people who were getting out of the military who also wanted to start business. And those kind of conversations led to me starting an organization that helps military veterans start businesses. And so I spent um, a number of years kind of growing that, building that. And it's just been a real um, you know, labor of love for me because it's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we've been trying to help people across the country start, start businesses. Um, and we've got, you know, I think there's chapters in like 40, 42 or 43 different cities across the, across the country. So it's become a big organization. Um, and you know, it's a non-for-profit, right? So no one's getting rich, but you get the opportunity to sit and, and sit with people that are really inspiring, have really interesting ideas that, um, you know, if they are successful in starting a business, they're probably going to, you know, disrupt an industry or um, create a new innovation or if nothing else, you know, just create a life for themselves that feels like it has more economic opportunity uh, than it did before. That for me, that's that's just very fulfilling. Yeah, it's, it's great to hear, you know, it's been great. Um, I suppose, obviously, uh I've been in America now for a while. I've been here a few times, but um, how much of America have you seen yourself or states visited? You know, that's a great question, James. I should, I should, um, I should put a map together because we, like I said, we have chapters in forty cities, forty-two or forty-three cities across the country. Um, I've launched another organization that's doing some political reform work. And so, like, I'm going to Alaska in two weeks because Alaska has a ballot initiative that the voters in Alaska are going to vote on. It's very important. So I'm flying up there. I've never been to Alaska. I've probably been to definitely the majority of states in this country. There's some I have not been to, but um, it's, a, it's a pretty small list of states I have not been to. And uh, I plan to get to all of them uh, by the time... Uh, 
I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking uh, Alaska is one that a lot of people just never have the reason to go to. So I'm excited to actually go up there and they call it the last frontier and uh, it takes about eight hours to get to, but uh, on the plane, but I'm excited to get up to Alaska. Flights were kind of reasonable uh, and it, the state's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, and they got a lot of military veterans up there. So I'm excited to go up there and meet some folks. And that's the biggest state. Am I right? Or? By landmass, it is yeah. the biggest state. After uh, Texas. After, I think yeah. Texas is probably second. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But I think it is. And I think that they also have more uh, coastal ways because they have so many you know, archipelagos and islands and things like that. True, so, running off it, yeah. Alaska is a really interesting place. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'll attempt to cycle around it. No, I, I don't think you can get the bike up to Alaska. No. <laughs> you have to get through Canada as well. So you, totally. you know, Passport issues and, yeah. Everything. But, um, so, but have you any, maybe other than Chicago, because it's a great city, favorite place in America that you, that you like? Well, my favorite place in the United States is San Diego. Um, and I lived there and I was stationed there in the Navy. But it really, even beyond those things, it's just an unbelievably beautiful place. I mean, the weather is perfect. It gets a little gloomy in June, but otherwise the weather's perfect. There's beautiful beaches. People are kind. Um, you get some great um, cultural diversity because you're right on the border of Mexico. And so there's great Mexican food and um, some Mexican culture in San Diego. Um, but it's really, you know, in four years of living there, I, it's really hard to be stressed out in San Diego, you know, and it's easy to get stressed out in America because oh, yeah. everyone's running and gunning and competitive and trying to, you know, which I like, I and mean, I'm, I'm kind of a fast mover myself, but I like, you know, entrepreneurial culture and that's fun, but, but, but I don't like, uh, un, you know, competition can be unhealthy and San Diego, you know, when the weather's good and the, and the, you know, the surf is good and you can go out and just be in the ocean, it's, it's hard to be stressed out. So San Diego is a place I love. I'm, I, I just get a smile on my face every time I land at the airport and that smile doesn't go away until I get on the plane to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling when yeah. the holiday's over. Yeah. Yeah then, yeah. then it's like back to reality, but San Diego is a place I would love to live again. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we will. We'll see. Ah, yeah. Um, I know you mentioned it at the start, but uh, do any plans to visit Ireland someday? You'd, you reckon it might be on the cards? Absolutely. I want to get out to Ireland. I want to go visit. I always thought Dublin, but now I, I think I want to come to Mayo. Come and, on. And I want to come see it. And it's funny, whenever you're like, sometimes when you're scrolling just on your phone at night, you know, just kind of looking at stuff and, you know, celebrity news or just dumb stuff, whatever. Sometimes... Uh, these ads pop up, and it's like you can buy a castle in Ireland. It's like clickbait for Americans. Jeez. So I find myself in these rabbit holes of like seeing a castle for sale in like Limerick or something. Uh, that is like you know I'm sure it needs a lot of work. You're like man, I, I was like I mean at one point I told Andrew I was like we could buy a castle in yeah. Ireland. They're like you know. Why not like the price of a house in Chicago, like it's just might as well get a castle in Ireland. But then you're like, I don't think we can actually live there. It's not very practical. Yeah, no, there's no roof. <laughs> yeah, there's no roof, and <laughs> and and it's not. It's like built in, you know, the 1500s or something. But so maybe it needs plumbing and things like that. But it's pretty cool to think about. It's pretty good to say I own a castle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else at all, just that line. Yeah, I just want that line. That's mostly what I wanted for. Not even to live there, just to say I have a castle in Ireland. So. Yeah. No, yeah, that's on my vision board as well. Good man. But <laughs> you're always welcome in my home if ever you come. Thank so, you. Thank you, Jim. Um, obviously, in America as well, 
you have sports all year round, you know, and there's something for everyone. Do you follow much of it, uh, any of the sports? Uh, who's your teams? <laughs> so I was the uh, school mascot in college, the guy that wears the furry suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the Northwestern Wildcats. So I used to dance on the sidelines in this, like, cat outfit. <laughs> Brilliant. And it would get really hot, and then and then the opposing team would always like charge the field at some point, and then grab you and beat you up, and like leave you for dead on the field. Oh, no. So I have a lot of traumatic memories from that, and some good stories. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so most of my time was spent in the cat suit as opposed to like in an actual you know athletic outfit. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's my relationship to sports. But no, yeah, in Chicago, I mean, there's tons of sports teams. We've got. Uh, I mean, basketball, and it's not just uh, the NBA, but it's women's basketball as well. There's the soccer teams, there's ice hockey, there's two uh, baseball teams. There's kind of like a split in the city. If you're a North Sider, you tend to be a Cubs fan. If you're a South Sider, you tend to be a Sox fan. So, um, you know, there's like some friendly rivalry with that. So you got to kind of pick your loyalties. But um, yeah, I love going to ball games. Uh, I brought Jasper, our son, to his first uh, White Sox game, and I got him a jersey. He walked in, and he just immediately wanted all the gear. Of course. And swag. And and I looked, and I got home from work, and it was like 5 o'clock, and and it was a nice day. And I thought, ah, it would be cool to go to a Sox game or a game. I just looked to see who was in town. Sox were playing a home game. The tickets were $1. Whoa. And I was like, this is great. I'll just spend 2 bucks and bring him to his first baseball game, right? And then you get there and like the popcorn and like that's $14 and then like, you know, the beers are like, you know, $22 and then like he wants the jersey and it's like the jersey's like, you know, $90. So, I mean, I think, and then the parking's like $30, you know, so you get out of there spending, you know, $200. Right. Um, they get you in. They get you in. <laughs> get you in for nothing and yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. And Jeez. baseball is like, you know, the games are long. So, I mean, once like the sun set and it started getting cold, like everyone kind of filters out, but. There's nothing better in my view than sitting in a in a ballpark, uh, an American ballpark, and there's lots of good ones. I mean, the Wrigley Field where the Cubs play is kind of iconic. Um, I think it's one of the best places in the country to, to watch a baseball game. Um, but even like where the Sox play is, is great too. And sitting in a ballpark for just a few hours, relaxing with your family, is awesome. Yeah, you can chat away, but still keeping an eye on us and exactly. it's not too, nothing too hectic. No, it's no, like, no. it's all very slow. They've got a new rule that the pitchers need to like throw faster. So they put a time clock on it, oh, it's yeah. a new rule. So now they, cause the games are getting too long and sport was getting a little boring. So they've actually, this is the first season where they've got that new rules. So the games are moving a little faster, but yeah, it's still, you know, two and a half hours, three hours sitting yeah. in the ballpark, but if the sun's out and you got a cold beer in your hands, like nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be shouting telling them to slow down yeah exactly <laughs> um, it out. have you any uh, favourite memory you have Todd do you like to share or a day that sticks out in your mind mm, in Chicago yeah or where, uh, anywhere in America oh man I've had a lot of good days I mean there's a uh, probably one of my favourite days was the first time I ever walked into um, this innovation centre in downtown Chicago called 1871 and this is before I started this organization, Bunker Labs, but uh, this was in 2014, and it was in an old building in Chicago called the Merchandise Mart, and it's actually owned by the Kennedy family, um, President Kennedy and his family. So the Kennedy family has owned this building for a long time. It's a huge building. It's 
actually the it's the largest square footage building in the country besides the Pentagon. In and it sits right here on the river uh, in Chicago. And there might be a caveat to that, you know, maybe because I'm thinking about skyscrapers and other things. But it's like four city blocks wide, and like five city blocks deep. And it's just an enormous building. And, and like I said, the Pentagon I know is bigger, but this is I think second. Wow. Um, and uh, and it's poured concrete. It's this big behemoth of a building, and it's interesting because the building's been through several iterations. It was a mercantile exchange, so people actually bringing all their goods in there and then selling them and exchanging them, um, and and um, textiles and fabrics and and things like that. And then it's kind of it gets like a new life every few years as a building. And so recently, it's become an innovation hub. So it's a lot of entrepreneurs and startups. And when I first went there in two thousand fourteen. It was like people, you know, going around on skateboards and hoodies and on their laptops and building things. And I just felt this energy of like, this is such a cool place to be if you want to, if you want to start a business or be an entrepreneur. This is like where it's at. And so, um, yeah, I fell in love with that place and then came back, kept coming back, and then that's where we ended up launching um, Bunker Labs. And so I have a very kind of special relationship to that building and and that that place, just being on the river and the connection to American history and the old um, kind of mercantile industries that used to run through there and then what it's doing now. It's kind of a, in my view, kind of a li living metaphor for how a city reinvents itself, uh, and especially a city like Chicago. It evolves with time. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And there's history and, you know, Sears Roebuck and some of the other, you know, huge catalog uh, companies were, were um, that was sort of a big industry for Chicago. And then the financial services industry has been a big industry for Chicago and now it's, you know, entrepreneurship and innovation. So. So the city, um, you know, kind of goes through these chapters and it's fun to, to, it's a rare, it was a rare moment going in there and then launching Bunker Labs where I thought we're in a moment where this is kind of part of the history that's being made. Uh, and there, I had like an awareness of that, you know, that this is kind of a, a moment that this kind of stuff's happening. Yeah. This moment didn't exist 10 years ago. It won't exist in 10 years, but it's happening right now and, and we were part of it. So yeah, that's a cool place for me. Yeah, nice. Gee, I, must, I think I walked past this or someone else mentioned this or it might have been you mentioned it maybe yesterday the day before but uh, I'll have to go and check it out yeah for sure I'd say the other thing is uh, and this is any year and for your listeners they, they should come to Chicago but St. Patrick's Day in Chicago is just absolutely off the chain yeah I don't know if you've ever done it I, we, we dye the river green and uh, and bars all open up and everyone's out festive wearing green I mean the whole city there's actually two parades that, that take place a north side parade or a downtown parade and a south side parade. So St. Patrick's Day in Chicago is an enormous uh, celebration, uh, a ton of fun. Everyone's Irish that day. Everyone's Irish that day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it's like what the, what actual Irish people would feel proud of um, seeing how people behave on that day. But yeah, everyone thinks they're Irish for a day, of whatever course. that means to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, maybe some people would agree with this that are listening, others might but um, I am of the opinion that it's probably better celebrated outside of Ireland, St. Patrick's Day, because the effort, like, Chicago, New York, Boston puts in, it's, it's amazing, like, it's huge. It's huge. You know? You it's know. huge. And, the, and the, I mean, the Irish community and just the legacy of Ireland is so pronounced in, in, in cities like the ones you just mentioned, you know, Chicago and, and Boston, Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a big cultural heritage that seems 
really outsized compared to like you know you think about the size of Ireland, but the the the, the families that have come here and the impact that they've had is is, is really you know significant. Yeah. That legacy is very strong. No, it's, it's great to hear. Appreciate it for saying this. Yeah. Um, I suppose uh, if anyone listening who's never been to Chicago and they're thinking maybe I'd like to go and see that, what would you tell them and why why come to Chicago? Yeah. Okay. You got to come to Chicago for sure. People that have never been here, uh, I mean, lots of people end up thinking it's their favorite city. Um, come in the uh, summer. Don't come in the winter. Winter's freezing. Uh, unless you really like cold weather. And then come in, come in February, you'll love it. Um, but I think the spring is a great time to come. May, June. Um, August gets really hot. But the, you know, the fall is a special experience. The fall in Chicago is all about football games, go to a Bears game. Spring, in my mind, is all about um, biking on the lakefront. And we have a beautiful lakefront and great trails and great public infrastructure, um, amazing museums. I mean, you could be here for a month and do something different every single day, every single night, never get bored. Yeah. Uh, we've got 94 neighborhoods um, in the city, everyone's got something interesting to offer or built around ethnicities or other commonalities. Um, you know, the Obama Center is going to go live here in a couple of years. That's going to be a big, a big totally. thing. So, yeah, there's just a ton to do. Um, rent a boat for a day, get out in the water, go to the Navy Pier. Um, yeah, hit some of the museums, art, culture, theaters. There's a lot to do. Too much. Too much. You have to go back a few times. You got to go back a few times. And it's funny because even those of us that live here, I feel like I've got a big list of things I still have not done that I still want to do. So, um, you know, you're making me feel kind of inspired that like I need to get back out there and go see some things. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> um, I suppose, uh, have you any final words, Todd, or pieces of advice in general to live by for anyone that's listening? Well, I, James, I love your, I love your, it's been so great hosting you. You've been such a, a, you. a joy to spend time with and get to know and, um, having you spend time with our, our son means a lot. So I appreciate that. Um, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, I'll be curious on what you think having, bike, you know, biked across this country. That's something that the vast majority of Americans will never do. I probably will never do. Right. <laughs> and that's a unique experience as well. And so I'll be really interested in, uh, your experience with that, and and I'm I, I uh, I've got some things in my bucket list. I actually I really want to get an RV and drive across the country in an RV. A little nice. less ambitious than what you're doing. Dodge no, still, still <laughs> the same principle. Maybe some of the same streets, but uh, yeah, yeah. a little different. Um, I also want to do an overnight train. I was actually talking to Andrew about this. I want to take a train overnight with our son because he's at that age where he's just obsessed with trains and. American trains aren't as cool as like European trains, but we do, you know, Amtrak has overnight trains. So I'm kind of interested in doing that. So anyway, I think that spirit of adventure, um, you know, coming here with that spirit of adventure, you can't backpack in the same way. I'm sure people know that, you know, it's not, I backpacked all over Europe for a summer and just had just an incredible experience, did not make it to Ireland. Um, so that's why I got to come back. But, um, you know, it's not a backpacking culture when you get to the United States, but you can get creative and, uh, um, and there's great communities of people that will welcome you when you get here. So yeah, I encourage folks to come visit. Brilliant. If you come to Chicago, look us up. Yeah, well, 
be careful what you, you say because Todd there might be a queue out the door tomorrow <laughs> Todd it's been absolutely great talking to you and thanks very much for hosting me alright James thank you and uh, safe uh, safe travels on your uh, continuing bicycle adventure here brilliant